I'm so glad our God is relevant to our needs, to our daily lives, meets us right in the middle of our mess, of our weaknesses. Our God visits us. So it's kind of the beauty and almost the magic of meeting outside is our God is an inside God and he's an outside God. Um, he's a God you can meet in your, when you get up in the morning brushing your teeth and when you go to work, he's a God that's there and he wants to be involved in every area of our lives. We've been getting to know Jesus better through our study in the Gospel of John and today it's John chapter 4. Everything we see in Jesus, we see something, we learn something about God because Jesus is God with skin on. When we see Jesus act, it's God acting. When we hear Jesus speak, it's God speaking. When we see Jesus form a new friendship, it's God forming a friendship. And this morning we come to one of those new friendships. It's an unlikely person. Last week, we saw Jesus meet a religious person. Uh, today, it's non-religious. Uh, last week, the person Jesus met, he was, he was notable. He was known everywhere. Everyone knew his name. This woman, no one knows her name. Uh, he was a, a Jew. This is a Samaritan. Uh, it was a man. This is a woman. Every, everything is different here. Uh, he came at midnight. This is at noon. It couldn't be more the opposite. So from midnight uh, last week, this guy comes in secret. Now it's in the open, in the, in the marketplace, in the center of town. And Jesus is road weary. He has been traveling and he's thirsty. He needs hydration. The woman shows up and she's got a bucket with a rope on it, and she knew how to lower the, the rope down into uh, the well in the middle of town. And so not having a bucket of his own, Jesus says to the woman, get me a drink. Now, the woman immediately knows how odd it was in this moment that Jesus basically violated every uh, social uh, moray of the day. First of all, she, she says, uh, how come you, a Jew, would talk to me, a Samaritan? So there was, there was the, she recognized immediately the cultural difference and the religious difference and the gender difference. How, how, how could you, a man, talk to me, a woman? So she knew that she was kind of an outcast in his eyes. A Samaritan was, was basically uh, dehumanized in, in the region. And they were isolated. They lived in their own little um, homes, in, a, in their own private village. And they, every racial slur you can imagine was put on this woman. And she had got grown used to living with that. And so when Jesus violates every... Uh, standard that she was used to, she immediately makes note of it. And then Jesus responds by saying, if you knew the gift of God 
and who it is that's talking to you, you would have asked him for a drink. And he, he would give you a drink that you would never need to thirst again after you drink what he would give you. And, 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 and so what we find here is the woman at the well is not the woman at the physical well. It's the woman standing in front of Jesus who gives living water. He's the well. She had a bucket, but he was the well, the real well. And, and, and so Jesus takes this superficial conversation about getting me hydrated, and he takes it deep, and he exposes a need in her life for more than physical water. She needed, uh, she had a thirst in her soul that only Jesus could recognize. But the first thing he does before he identifies himself as living water, he says, if you knew the gift of God, that's the term he used. If you knew the gift of God who was speaking to you. Now think of that. Jesus is standing there asking her for a gift, and he identifies himself as the gift of God. And, and it, it, like he, he turned the table, and he said, I've asked you for, for physical water to quench my physical thirst, but I am a well of my own, and I'm offering you the gift of God so that when you drink from the water I give you, you will never be thirsty again. Now think of that. Jesus went deep. He went deep. And then she asks him another great question. She says, um, are, you, are you better than Jacob? Because the Samaritans loved Jacob. Uh, they thought they uh, kind of their ancestry went back to Jacob. And they had jurisdiction over what was known as Jacob's well. And so she asked a, a very astute question. This is Jacob's well. Are you better than Jacob? And do you have a well that's better than, than Jacob's well? So with that, which was a deep question, with that, Jesus really, he, he jumped in with both feet. He went where angels feared to trod. And, and he asked the lady, um, go get your husband, and I'll answer your question when you bring your husband. What, hold it. We're, we're talking about a well. We're talking about an inner need in her life that only he can satisfy. And he tells her to go get her husband. Well, there's obviously a connection between her need for men and the, the thirst in her soul that Jacob's well would not satisfy. So, so to pinpoint, it, 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 are you better than Jacob? He went deeper than Jacob could have ever gone. And he starts talking to her about her sex life about her addiction, about her issues. And he notice he did not point an accusing finger. He didn't condemn the immorality of this woman. 
he revealed the underlying need in her soul that only he could fulfill. And, and, and she says, um, I don't have a husband. Okay. Uh, she's, she stepped a little further into Jesus's little trap. And, and he says, he, he, he one-ups her. And, and he says, okay, you don't have a husband. You've had five. I mean, if you want to get specific here, you've had five. And the man that you're now living with is not legally your husband. So, so the lady says, I, I discern you are a prophet. She, she, she now, uh, she thought she gave him quite a high compliment. Well, if, if all Jesus was was a prophet, that would have been a compliment. But since he is so much more than a prophet, prophets talk about God. Jesus was God. So, so to call him a prophet is a put down. So what Jesus does at this point is he tears down the religious barrier between the Jews and the Samaritans. He tears down the cultural barrier between the Hebrews and, and the culture of Samaria. He tears down the gender barrier between male and female. And, he's, and he takes it to a higher level. And he says, one day... One day is coming. One day is coming when all true worshipers are not going to worship here in Samaria. They're not going to worship in Jerusalem. They're going to worship from their spirit. And they're going to worship in truth the one true God who is coming as the Messiah to save all people from all races, all genders, all cultures, one Messiah. And then the lady says, you're right. Messiah is coming. And then the punchline of all punchlines. Jesus says to this, this outcast, this no-namer, this no-namer, Jesus says, I am he. I am the Messiah. This is the first time Jesus has told this to anyone. And she's non-religious. She's immoral. She's a no-namer. History doesn't even record her name. A lot of names the Bible records. We don't know this woman's name. We, 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 not till we get to heaven will we know her name. But he, he reveals his name. And so far he's told her, I am the gift of God. I will give you living water. And I am the Messiah. And then it says, she believed in him. She took what he had. 
it, we never read that Jesus drank any water that he gave her. But we read that she drank the water Jesus gave her. She, she was a satisfied customer. She went and told everybody in town that one greater than Jacob is here. One greater than Jacob's well is here. The Messiah is here. And even, and people were so convinced that even before they came and met him, they too believed in him just on the basis of what that woman said. And then more in the town came that heard about those who believed as a result of what she said, and they too came and they believed. This is a, a, a movement here that happened this day in Sychar. This, this is the first real movement of people coming in mass to put their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, now, church family, community, I've got to say, this passage, John 4, has our name written all over it. We are a people who honor the dignity of all people. For us, they're, they're, if, if you are breathing, you have value. What, whatever other label people have put on you, our God is bigger than your labels. We live in a day when, when I'm, I'm telling you, in my lifetime, I'm seeing more labels stuck on people, people wearing their labels more than I've ever seen. But I'm telling you, no matter what label you wear, you are bigger than your label. Don't settle for just your label. If you're African-American, you're bigger than that. If you're white American, you're bigger than that. If you're Republican, you're bigger than that. If you're Democrat, you're bigger than that. If you're straight, lesbian, gay, whatever you, you, you identify with, you're bigger than that. Your God sees you bigger than your labels. No matter what labels you choose for yourself or what labels have been stuck on you, don't reduce yourself to a label. Jesus lived in the cross-culture of humanity where people wore their labels and some were stuck on as, as ugly labels, as demeaning labels, and they stuck. And people had to walk around their whole lives with those labels. But Jesus disregarded the labels and he saw the people. And church family, that's the kind of people God is calling us to be. The other thing that really strikes me in this passage is not just what Jesus did in this town on the way. It's interesting, wasn't it? It wasn't his destination, but it became his destination. A lot of good things in life happen along the way. 
We think we know why we're here, but the reason we're here isn't why we're here. God has a higher reason. That day, that woman thought she knew why she was there, but the reason she was there is not why she was there. Jesus thought he knew why he was there, but the reason he was there wasn't the reason he was there. She was. And for her, he was. And it happened. And I want you to know your God is bigger than your reasons. And he's bigger than the issues that you face. And the reason you thought you moved to Atlanta may not be the reason you moved to Atlanta. The reason you're here today may not be the reason you thought you were here. Because the reason wherever you are, the reason you are where you are is because God wants to love you and show himself to you today where you are. He wants to show himself to you as the gift of God. He wants to show himself to you as the well of living water. And he wants to show himself to you as the Messiah, the Redeemer, the one who stamps his ownership on your life. And the reason you are bigger than your labels is because until Jesus removes your small labels and puts his mark on your life, you don't have a label that is accurate, not fully accurate. I'm a white male. I don't have to wear a, a badge that tells me I'm privileged or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't, that's demeaning. I'm not gonna live with that. Whatever label people try to put on you, you don't live with it. There's one label that sticks. You see, you were created in the image of God. And the only label that sticks that is appropriate to you being created in the image of God is the label redeemed. Because Jesus came to redeem you. And that label connects with the label you were born with in the image of God. And that label redeemed. allows you the freedom to be everything God calls you to be. The unique person, the totally unique person, not just part of this movement or this movement or this, this issue or this issue or this, this gender or that gender or, or, or this culture or that culture. Sure, those things are fun, but we're more than the, than the genre of music we enjoy. You know, somebody says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm rock and roll, I'm pop, I'm, I'm country. Well, that, that's fine, but you're more than your, your music selection. That doesn't fully define you. Even if it's true, that's your preference. You are so much more, so much bigger than that. And as much as we gravitate toward our petty little labels, God loves you, and I'm telling you, he sees you're distinctive, but he doesn't want you to settle for a label. Because the label that sticks is redeemed. Because it touches the way you were created in the first place and frees you to be everything God wants you to be. That is the gift of God. And that's what it means that Jesus is Messiah.
So today I, I brought some towels with me and I've got some buckets of water and I've even got some t-shirts. Uh, Sherry was a little embarrassed at the towels I selected to, to make available. But um, I won't embarrass her by pulling out too many more. But it gets us started. We have a lot more towels. But why? Because everyone here in John chapter 4, everyone made it public that they chose Jesus. They believed, and everyone knew they believed. And, and that's what water baptism does. And today we're going to have a baptismal time, a time to douse you with water to identify that you are publicly, you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that you are here drinking from the well of living water. You're receiving the gift of God, and you're letting him mark you. Redeemed. Redeemed. I now belong to him. So I want you to consider today what you've heard, but I call you to a response. I call you to publicly put your faith in Jesus Christ, to say inside yourself, yes, I believe. I, I believe that Jesus is who he said he was, that he came to redeem a fallen, twisted, hurting, lost humanity. And I, for one, want to take what Jesus came to give me, and I want to make it public today. I want to receive from Jesus Christ. And if that's your heart, I want to lead you in prayer right now. Would you pray this prayer with me? Father God, I humble myself, and I put my faith in Jesus today. I put my faith in Jesus. I take Jesus as the gift of God. I take Jesus as the living water, and I take Jesus as my Messiah. Fill me, fill me, fill me with the love of God in Jesus Christ. I drink in your life right now in Jesus' name. And I receive by faith the gift of God, eternal life, and salvation in Jesus' name. And Lord, mark me. Mark me on the inside, redeemed. Mark me redeemed. I've been bought with the price of of the life of Jesus, the one who died for me, who rose for me, and who is alive for me today. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen.